0: And we're back here in the courtroom of current events with Peters Proffer. Uh, Today's topic is on Florida's vote recount here from the most recent elections in November. And we've got a special guest, uh, an attorney named Gordon Oldham, who's a real estate lawyer down in St. Pete, who's heavily involved in politics. He's actually a past president of the Pinellas County Young Republicans, and he was called to be one of the attorneys to watch this recount. Um, And Gordon was actually one of my supervisors over at the state attorney's office when I was an extern there back in the day. So it's going to be a fun conversation. Thanks for listening in. If you guys ever want us to hit a topic, just hit us up on social media at Tragos Law, or you can send me an email directly, petertragos at greeklaw.com. All right, and we're in here with Gordon Oldham, and I appreciate you being here, Gordon. Uh, we're talking about Florida recount the votes from the November election can you explain to us kind of an overview of how that process works
1: absolutely Peter thank you for having me um, I uh, I actually had the pleasure of uh, being one of uh, the 20 uh, attorneys that were picked by the Republican Party of Florida for Pinellas County um, to help with the recount uh, the way that it worked was is, is uh, we, we actually did the, the manual recount for the irregular votes, not the, the automatic machine recount. And we, um, we actually were at the Supervisor of Elections for two days a couple weeks ago, and there was, I believe, 15 tables. And at each table, there was two attorneys for the Republican Party, two attorneys for the Democratic Party, and then there were two uh, employees of the supervisor of elections, and kind of what we did was is we essentially witnessed and objected, if we needed to, to the irregular vote that had come in that were not able to be machine recount. So when we're talking about irregular votes, like what am I talking about? Right. So it's it's a lot like. There's overvotes, there's undervotes, and then there's essentially when people are bubbling things that don't even make any sense. So you wouldn't believe how many people don't read the instructions <laughs> yeah. for oh, I'd believe it. Uh, the, the election ballot. But what, what happens is an overvote is when people bubble in all of the bubbles or more than one. And an undervote is when they don't bubble anything at all.
0: So what do you so, do? What do you guys do in that situation if if somebody filled in three bubbles in one section?
1: Well, essentially what happens is, is that as, as a, an attorney for one side, I would object to that ballot. And then that ballot goes to a canvassing board. Okay. And the canvassing board actually sits in the room. It's three officials. One is a county court judge who chairs it the other is the supervisor of election and then the third is an appointed member and they make the decision on whether to keep it or essentially make it invalidate it or make a decision as to what what the intent of the voter is do you know what if somebody typically and, and I can't speak to every ballot but if someone bubbled in all the ballot usually the canvassing board would invalidate that uh, do
0: you know if 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 that vote was counted for one candidate or the other, uh, initially?
1: Uh, no, no, okay. it was not. Um, they were, they were essentially about invalidated and, and the, the recount was to,
0: was to see very, if there were any that should have been uh, validated. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's an undervote. So an undervote is when someone didn't vote for anybody. Okay. So those, there's not much you can do with that, obviously.
1: Right. But, the, the The thing is is that a lot of times, and we saw this a lot the D and the dem dem D E M people would actually bubble in the d
0: inside
1: oh. of the D and so
0: and these are the people choosing these are the people I'm, choosing the uh, leaders of our country yes <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: okay. and and that was the difficult thing and you know we had um we what what happened was is, is I was in the morning on Friday, we did the Nelson, um, the Nelson Scott recount. And then in the afternoon, we did the uh, Matt Caldwell, Mickey Freed recount. And um, what we saw is, is we saw a lot of those uh, where people were bubbling things in, or maybe they bubbled in both, but it looked like they were, they had erased one. And what would happen is, is uh, a lawyer from whether the Democrat or the Republican would make an objection, and then they would write out a written a written objection. So, you know, we would object, we would say the, 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 the bubbling or, or the, whatever the voter had done, the intent of the voter is clear, they were picking whomever. Right. Then the, the attorney for the other side, who would, on my case, would be the Democrat, they would write a written response. Like, basically, no, that's not the case. It's clear here that they, they didn't know what they were doing. This vote should be invalidated.
0: How many objections would you estimate happened throughout the recount process while you were, just while you were there in your section?
1: So in my section, I believe in the morning, we actually had like maybe five or six objections uh, for the Nelson recounts. And um, in the afternoon... We had um, probably double that. Okay. Uh, for for the Nikki Fried one, um, and, and and I think a lot of times it has to do with the uh, you know the attorneys on both sides. It's pretty clear. Some lawyers just objected to everything with like a blanket objection, um, and it, it made the process go a lot slower. And ultimately, the canvassing board came to the same conclusion, I think. Um, but uh, the reality. whatever the net votes which I believe it was a net gain for for Nelson in the morning and it might have been for Nikki in the afternoon I don't quite remember what the the totals were but um, it it was not enough it's not going to be enough to change the election our our supervisor of elections Deborah Clark she uh, she does a fantastic job and runs a pretty tight ship it's it's a heck of an operation if you go over there and see everything it's it's pretty
0: interesting what triggers a recount in these sort of situations
1: so in Florida, uh, essentially what triggers a recount is the margin of votes or the margin of uh, the difference, the margin of difference between the votes. So it's like a half a percent. Um, and in, in that particular case, both those elections were both in a half a percent of the of the, of the voters that cast the votes. So that we, triggered the recount.
0: And when we talk about a recount, they they recount the the ones with issues with lawyers watching, making objections, but they also run all the ones through the machine again.
1: They, I believe so, yes, they did. We weren't part of that process. You can actually view it as a member of the public. You can view all of this, actually, as a member of the public. But um, it, there's big. There's a big room with big glass windows, and you can actually see them feeding them through the machines. It's it's pretty interesting.
0: Okay, and what has there ever been a recount in Florida that you know of where the election has changed based on this automatic recount?
1: Not that I'm aware of, you know. Uh, This procedure that we were following was actually, it was adopted after the 2000 recounts. So a lot of the stuff that we were doing is somewhat new. Um, uh, The tables with the two attorneys on either side and then the election workers, I believe a lot of the procedure that we were following was actually adopted after the last, um, the last uh, election recount that we had, which I believe was, was Gore Bush in 2000 where we had the, the issues with the ballots then.
0: And after kind of your taking part in your section hearing what's going on in the different cities and counties across Florida, do you think that there's going to be enough of a change in this recount that could affect how the election uh, ends up finishing up?
1: Well, I think it definitely did in the case of, of Nikki Freed. It did not with Nelson, but um, you know, I can't really speak to some of the other, the irregularities that are going on in Broward and some of these other right. places, right. I don't really, I don't really know. Um, I don't think anybody knows. Uh, I think it's one of those situations where, and this is my personal opinion, that it's either gross negligence or it's fraud. It's not anything in between. So, um, I don't know. I, I here in Pine House, we have, you know, it, we do not have those kind of issues. Um, we had irregular votes that 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 the that the, that the canvassing board had to make decisions on, but we didn't have votes disappearing and reappearing, which is from what I and and I only know through what I read in the media um, is it, is happening down in the South Florida.
0: So, what is the next step now? What happens after you took part in that recount? What's the next part of the process? Well, those
1: those results were certified and and I believe um, sent to the the Florida Department of Elections, and then. They certify those, and and essentially the people get elected. So, um, you know, you know, right now we're still in the process. I believe actually the Secretary of State has certified the election results. But once that happens, then um, the the big election that that was a surprise to everyone was was Nikki Fried and Matt Codwell, and and that, and how he was declared the winner on election night, and essentially. She won, and she's going to be our next, uh, you know, agricultural uh, commissioner, and that was that's something that's that's pretty unprecedented. I I can't say that it's never happened in Florida history because I'm sure it probably has back in the old days, but in these days where we have media and the internet and instantaneous transfer of data, it's kind of crazy that 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 we would get something like that wrong on election night, but. A lot of it has to do with what was happening down in South Florida. I mean,
0: Well, that's what I was going to ask. How does that happen? Is that just bad reporting, or is it really, you think, from some kind of gross negligence or fraud happening in certain counties that create such a swing in in how—because even a half of a percent with how many people voted in Florida is still thousands and thousands and thousands of votes.
1: Right, right. Well, I mean, the problem is, is that there were votes down there that were counted, that were valid. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, that's that's the thing is, and I don't think we we don't we won't know at this point in time. You know, the supervisor of elections down there, she resigned, and that's probably a good thing because whatever happened down there, um, when they when they get in there and figure it out, um, some heads are going to roll, I think. Um, but we don't know. We don't know what happened. You know, the the access was restricted to those those supervisor of election offices after the election. Um, As you know, Governor Scott actually went into court in both of those counties and got injunctions, and and there's still litigation that is going back and forth uh, between the parties. Uh, I know that that all the candidates have actually filed um,
0: lawsuits. How long can this actually delay the um, process?
1: Yeah. Basically, I, I think that there's real issues down there, and it's too early to tell exactly what happened, but, but, I mean, whatever happened can't happen again. I mean, this is a major threat to our democracy. It's a major threat to, to you know, our elections in Florida. I mean, we got to figure out a way that, that this doesn't happen again.
0: How long can this litigation and all of the candidates filing lawsuits and things like that, how long can this really delay the process to where we have some finality in this election?
1: I don't think that it's going to delay the process. I think we're going to have finality at the, you know, people are going to get sworn in. Um, I mean, I, that's my personal opinion. And because they really got to start
0: doing their job, right? I mean, this isn't like a regular lawsuit where people go on with their lives. These people have to start doing their job for the democracy, like you're saying.
1: Right, right. And I think, you know, obviously a federal judge would have to unwind one of these elections or a state judge and i don't i don't see that happening
0: right that would um, be unprecedented
1: but you know i think that there's gonna it's gonna be interesting seeing in in the in the weeks and, and the months and and however out long they, they go on with these to find out what really happened i mean were votes intentionally not counted down there were they left out you know were votes were votes Identified by those are serious crimes. Party, so they came out of a, a more heavily Republican or Democratic area and they were set aside. Right. I don't and, know. I mean, and, 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 and I'm not saying that because I have any knowledge of that, but clearly something happened down there mm-hmm. because what happened in that election did not happen in other towns um, that were of comparable size. Right. So, you know, it kind of makes you wonder. You know, was it intentional? Was it not? But regardless of whether it was intentional or not, uh, you know, we can't we can't have a situation where you have a supervisor of an election that can essentially change a national or a major statewide election because of a fraud or negligence. I mean, that's 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 a real threat to to our system, and and you know, people lose confidence in the in the system, and they you know everything
0: breaks down from there. Right, right, absolutely. Well, hopefully it all uh, gets situated and and everybody's at least appeased, even though we know everybody's not going to be happy. Um, Thank you so much, Gordon. I really appreciate it. This was awesome, man, and we'll have you on again.
1: Absolutely. Take care, man. All right.
0: So that was the insider's view of what happened here in Pinellas County, at least with the uh, Florida recount. Um, We appreciate everybody listening in with us. As always, you know where to reach us. Leave us a review, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, and uh, we'll be with you next time.